Okay. Toad, you like got your mic where you like it? I mean, yeah. Does it sound good? I'll get a little closer. Move it, move it up. How's that? Get it closer. <laughs> How's that? Fucking go over it. <laughs> uh, how you feeling now, Toad? How do I feel? Yeah. Like I drank. Too much last night. Hey, that's right at twelve. That's just perfect. You can go back a little bit sometimes, but God damn it. Uh, testing, testing my voice. Yeah, I felt like I was a whole lot quieter, but I guess I'm not. No, you're about the same. You're good. All right. Episode twenty. Can you believe that you were on episode twenty already? That crazy. I can. I can believe that. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> right. Taking up a great much of my time on the weekends. <laughs> hey, you want to bitch about it a little bit more? Or? Maybe later. Mm, you fucking whiner. Gee, many Christmas. You're a... I'm not even going to say that. <laughs> I'll work that in somewhere later. I saw something the other day that's just <laughs> so horrible and yet so funny that I feel like I need to tell you about it. Right. And I just remembered it because of that thing you were playing on your phone there <laughs> for a minute. Yeah, I'm going to whip that in. Just just right as Box is going into his badass of the week. I'm just you're going to ruin it. I have a really good one this week, and you're going to ruin it with <laughs> obscene sounds. That wasn't obscene. All right. You guys ready? Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 20 of the Life Short Live Free Podcast, episode 20, the first episode of 2020, and we are drinking MD 2020. Of course, we left it in these nifty little uh, nifty little bags, you know, got to do that. But we figured we'd drink some MD 2020 on the... Have you already opened that? I did on this Oh, I was going to say, that one. cap is definitely mangled, man. I don't know if I want to drink that. <laughs> no, I had to, I had to have to do a little sampling of it. So yeah, this is episode 20, the first episode of 2020, and we're drinking MD 2020. You got to. It's all sorts of 20s. I'm pretty stoked. I'm not. Yeah. What's in, what's in the other bag? The other is, it, well, it's just another uh, another flavor. I haven't tried this one yet. This this is that is blackberry it? that I don't no 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 grape. this is red grape wine that's that's the reason I'm not excited about this at all well you can try this on orange jubilee <laughs> maybe if you mix them mm. <laughs> all I know is I got super hammered off of that Last purple night? one no oh I figured that's why you were so whiny today <sighs> you know. yeah toad is toad is under the weather apparently self inflicted apparently his <clears throat> vodkas were mixed a little bit too strong last night but. I honestly don't know if I've ever ever drank really drank MD twenty twenty though. Yeah. I've no I know I've probably tried it, but I don't think I've ever actually drank it. Well yeah. No, you're I, I, I don't know if I have either, you know. I'm sure if I, I did, it was probably in high school. I think I sampled in high school too. Probably But I, I don't think I've drank ever drank very very much of it. But anyway, it's, never too it's, late it's to hard too because it's It'll give you gut right, like no other. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, so yeah, we're gonna dive into that here shortly. Um, obviously, you guys notice um, we are one member down. Johnson, uh, his grandma passed away, so he's obviously out spending time with family. Um, we're thinking about you, buddy. I miss you. Can't wait till you're. It's been a while since we've had a normal 
friggin' episode. The normal four-person uh, debauchery um, that we usually have. So I'm excited. I'm excited to have all you guys back. Hopefully, in ep- next episode, everybody will be back and we'll have a uh, normal episode. But... No, it's not going to be a normal episode because we're going to be at shot. <sighs> Gosh! <laughs> so at least, yeah, at least two. Yeah. Two more episodes. So, yeah, when you guys hear this, in about four or five days, we'll be heading out to shot. So um, I don't know if we'll be recording. I'm sure we'll do a bunch of recording out there, but I don't know if we'll record a whole episode out there or what. Um, But that'll be, yeah, that'll be a different one. Um, Before I forget, obviously, we're hosted by Shyworks, a certified Cerakote, Cerakote applicator. We are... We are the customer preferred applicator in Iowa, so uh, make sure you check us out at shyworks.com as well as facebook.com slash shyworks. Uh, we can help you out with all your seracoding needs. So, uh, And if you guys are longtime listeners to our podcast, you'll uh, all know by now that tr- Sam has extreme problems with enunciation. <laughs> <laughs> pronouncing words correctly. What did I say wrong? Saracote. I corrected myself. <laughs> yeah, you did. You did. You literally say that word probably 50 times a day. You have to look at all the bottles with the word Saracote written on it, and you screwed it up. <laughs> I screw everything up. That's just how I, that's just how I talk. That's just how I talk. Man. Oh, your failures make me feel better. Yeah, well, what are you going to do? So how was you guys? This is obviously our, our inaugural. I said that word, right? That's no, you cool. didn't. Inaugural? <laughs> I said inaugural. No, you said inaugural. You guys are such ass fucks. <laughs> <It's> inaugural. <laughs> Whatever. How? So anyway, the first episode of 2020. How was y- how was y'all's uh, New Year's Eve? Did you go out? I and- I didn't do a damn thing. We we Tasha and I didn't really either. But uh, her it was really cool because her uh, dad had given her a hundred dollar gift, like one of those Visa ones you can use wherever. And he said, "This is for you and Seth." You know. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "What do you want to do with that?" She's like, I don't know. Well, let's go buy some really fancy ass food. And, you know, since we're not going and doing anything for New Year's. So we went out. We got like a pound and a half of scallops. I got like a pound of, uh, or pound, pound and a half of uh, like raw Artinian red shrimp, the jumbos, the huge ones. Mm-hmm. Um, some asparagus and some other stuff. And I cooked all that up for her. And it was super good. And then, um, we just had a nice fire in the fireplace, and uh, I drank half a bottle of vodka and eight beers and went to bed. <laughs> so you got all pickled. Uh, a little pickled, yeah. Toad, what about, or Box, what about you? What did I, you do? I, I didn't do anything. You didn't I even was, go out at no, all? No. You didn't hang out no. with your buddies? I don't have any buddies, man. Well, Colin and them over there. Colin is married with a child, and he also did nothing for, for New Year's. Wow, you're boring. Yeah. Wait, Colin's got a kid now? Yeah. Well, I'll be He's over a year old. Huh. <laughs> Shows how much I pay attention. No, to mine shit. mine wasn't that exciting either. I guess I was out at a out at a house party and we had a uh, accident call that night, so I got called away and I made it back to Dooskies by about I don't know, it was about eleven. I just had a few drinks down there and nothing too exciting. Came home after that, but yeah, so it was a it was a unevent and actually New Year's to me is just like the weirdest thing because like you're all in a bar. And everybody counts down, and then they start all screaming like they're so excited. And you're like, "What? what yeah, the, like what your favorite team just won the Super Bowl or you something." You know, I guess maybe when I was younger, it was okay, but now, like, I'm 34, and I'm just like, "Yeah, I couldn't. Yeah. Seen, I couldn't give a less of I've a shit about New Year's." I've seen it 34 times. You know, I don't really. Yeah, and it, that's yeah. like everybody goes out and like I did. I got kind of 
like you said, pickled. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I actually drank half a bottle of vodka, probably a quarter bottle of vodka, but it was enough. I was feeling pretty good by the time I went to bed and, you know, but the thing is, is, and I'm paying for it today, but the older I get, the less stuff like that, like I used to get super excited to go out and get hammered with my friends on New Year's and the older I get, yeah, I just, like you said, don't give two shits. So it's now, like you, now you just get excited to get hammered with your friends on the podcast. I'm, I don't know if he gets excited about that. <laughs> I, I don't know. He bitches about it every time, but, but yeah, he always has fun. About halfway through, he'll start really down in this 2020. It's, it's not so bad when we do it on like a Saturday, but when we do it on like a Sunday, yeah, like I know. I, I've got some stuff I wanted to do this afternoon, but here it's almost, you know, four thirty-five o'clock and I won't get it done. But I'm not so sure you would have done it anyways. You would have went state. home and it kind of needs to be done. So I have to do you it. You would have went home and done absolutely nothing. Hmm. Watched your watched your Netflix. I know how that goes. I all the time, like on Saturday after I'm done with work, I'm like, well, all right, I'm gonna go home and I'm gonna get so much stuff done, and then I'll go home and I'll sit down and I'll eat and I'll watch a few videos on YouTube. Then I'm like, okay, f- that I'm not. <laughs> so how about we'll, I, I'm uh, out of a, a drink. Yeah. I, well, you know what? It, you know what time it is. It is whiskey of the week. <laughs> So whiskey of the week. So let's do. How about we do a little bit of that, and then we'll clean out our glasses and use them for the MD. Clean out our glasses. Well, you know what I mean. You need to clean em- your glasses I for MD twenty twenty. I meant empty. I Don't want to spoil it. Shut up. Yo, we need do we to- need to cleanse our palate too? <laughs> so the whiskey of the week is um, it's it's nothing spectacular actually. This was the one I picked up several weeks ago. Um, Jim Beam Vanilla. Uh, it actually you know smells pretty. I'm not a fan of Jim Beam typically. But this shit smells uh, pretty good. Hold on here. I think it's a little unfair, though, to bring in flavored whiskeys when our top three are <laughs> are unflavored, just normal whiskeys. Well, there's no way this is going to bump out any of the top three. Hey, you don't know that. What if it does? Bird Dog, Bird Dog was a flavored whiskey, and that didn't. That was yeah. Bird Dog was garbage, though. Well, how do you know this? <laughs> how do you know this isn't going to be garbage? I, I I don't know, man. So, guys, I'm, I'm just actually, humor me. I'm actually extremely excited to. Uh... <laughs> Don't pass that shit to me. <laughs> well, why don't you pass it down the box? You got to try it at least. I, to- Toad's... No, I don't. Oh, boy. Toad's a. I've been drinking the same beer for about 45 minutes now. <laughs> yeah, since we did our office space remake. Yeah, it's been a. It wasn't so bad this morning. I think I was probably still drunk. Yeah, he showed up at my house about 10 o'clock. He walks in the door and he's. I'm like, hey, buddy, how you feeling? He's like, good. I'm still drunk. <laughs> And then about an hour or two later, he's like, shit, I'm hungover. <laughs> yeah, I had to take a nap on the couch for about half an hour. Um, Well, it's got a good nose. It tastes like the vanilla you bug You mean it smells spray. like, yeah, it smells exactly like the vanilla bug That's spray. That's how you say it, Box. It's got a good nose. That's how classy people talk about how it smells. I'm just kidding. No, you, I have absolutely no idea what I'm you talking t- about. You said it tastes like the vanilla bug spray is so I was correcting you. Oh, well. You know, <laughs> why am I the host? I can't talk correct. Yeah, like, I don't talk good. I'm kind of an idiot. Where are you going, Toad? You got an emergency? Yeah, <laughs> I'm out of beer. <laughs> well, let's let's take a little slug of this and see how it's a. Uh... Wow, interesting. It tastes like <clears throat> it tastes like vanilla. Uh, no, I'm no, thank you. We've got two bottles, MD twenty twenty. So, it kind of does taste like what I think bug spray would taste like. 
<laughs> that makes it sound really bad. Basically, though. Sam just said it tastes like absolute dog shit. No, it tastes not, like vanilla. To it's me. not bad. I mean, as far as we've had way worse whiskeys of the week. Oh, this so is certainly sixty-five proof. So it's certainly not horrible. I mean, it's where's the cap so I don't dump this all over everything. It's drinkable. Yeah, you mean all over me? Yeah, you're welcome. Well, so I don't know. I'm going to rate it out of uh, five stars. I'm going to rate it. Ooh, with hints of oak. Yeah, that's what I was. That's what I was tasting. I knew I tasted some oak in there. They all say they have oak. Right. Um, I'm going to rate it to two point two point four. That's an interesting rating. Well, I think it's not, pretty good. But. Yeah, it's good, but this is something like it's got this so there's there's a lot of sugar in it. You can tell there's a lot of sugar in it. It's very sweet. Um, it's not something that I could drink very much of. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's a little bit too sweet. That being said, it's not it's not a bad drinking whiskey by any means. It's just not something that I would seek out. It might be something that you mix with. What 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 would it go good with? Cream soda, cream soda. I bet. Maybe. I bet that'd be delicious. Maybe, but then again, you thought that what was that? Uh, that stuff that tastes rum like chata. Rum chata. You thought rum chata would go good with Captain Crunch. <laughs> Everybody thought it would. <laughs> Wait, so then I tried it. You used rum chata in place of milk. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. I figured why the hell not? Because everyone was like, "This tastes just like cinnamon toast crunch." So I, I was like, that was "I'm going to try it." It was the worst thing. <laughs> like it took all of the flavor out of the out of the rum chata. And just tasted like straight alcohol. It was so bad. <laughs> do not recommend doing that. Ten out of ten. Don't do it. <laughs> ten out of ten would not recommend. Did you did you finish it? Oh God, no. So it, no. You just poured it in the disposal. You, you, you didn't soldier on through that. Just... Well, to be honest, I'm not sure what I did with it. I don't think it's I finished. probably. I, did, still, I know I didn't eat it all. I it's think it's probably I did... still growing under his couch or something no, like that. I, was... I probably threw it in Colin's yard and called it good. That was back in your. Uh... Yeah, that was that was Colin college, was in his trailer house. Days? Yeah, Colin was in his trailer house. Uh, I think it was after college. I'm not sure, but I was still in Emmitsburg. Yeah, so it wasn't terribly long after college. Oh, that that trailer that trailer. Uh, we had some. Uh, that was remember remember when we threw a kegger when we had a kegger and, and s- nobody, like six people six showed people up? showed up. So we we're like, well, screw it. We're just gonna finish it. And we by God we did by God we finished it. But I'm pretty sure me and Box were slugging it out by the end of the night yeah <laughs> Boy, screaming at sam i smashed the beer pong table <laughs> yeah we used to be kind of feisty good in night. younger days good night but so, i like that time you tried to crawl out the back window of my pickup going 65 miles an hour down we're, not gonna, talk, we're not gonna talk about that <laughs> i was sober somebody was hammered in the back seat and thought it was good he could transition from the back seat to i the didn't back of the i didn't think i could somebody was egging me on to ranking was the box is about ready to knock you out well, anyways. Good times. He was all down and out because he was chasing some girl around the casino and she wasn't reciprocating. She absolutely was. <laughs> all right, fine. You did hang out with her for like 20 minutes, but then you lost her and you were like a sad little puppy. Uh, well, it is what it is. Boy, we got off topic here. Yeah, we um, did. What the hell were we talking yeah, about? Yeah, Jim Beam doesn't make the podium. No. In my no. book. Okay, where would you put it as far as... Uh, I'm going to put it in a solid one. I don't... I can't... I. You didn't even try it. That's, that's unfair. Exactly, that's yeah, exactly you it. hose. I smelled it. You you it might actually here, give it a give it a snort. You might actually like it, Toad. Give it a snort. It's not bad. Uh, I'm gonna project. It doesn't taste. It doesn't you. taste like whiskey. Come on, <laughs> like a bird. 
Christ. <laughs> See, it's not that bad. That's f***ing weird. That's like, really as, weird. Why is it weird? Just because you know it's whiskey and it tastes like vanilla? Yeah. It well, tastes like cream soda. They probably yeah, they probably of. bought a bunch of vanilla bug spray, their normal Jim Beam, and mixed it, it half and half and called it good. I don't know. I don't think it's bad. Like, I don't think it's bad, but I just... Gets you hammered and I gives you cancer. Can't... Uh, It'll get you Throw drunk. a vanilla flavored whiskey on onto the podium for yeah. no, unflavored whiskey. I agree. This was just a weird. Johnson's got a better a better. He's got two of them. Two I think, really but. good whiskeys of the week. Um, but like I said, he's out, so we just had to have one to cover. And this one I had in reserve. So um, yeah, I suppose I got to finish this, and then so we can get on to the twenty twenty. But oh yeah, got to cleanse our palate to, for the twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. I'll throw this guy out of here. That's an easy drink, and like it's easy to yeah. drink straight. But I'm not saying I do it very much of it. No, nope. I'm All just right. I'm not so a big we're, fan we're, of booze at this point. And... <laughs> I'm surprised you're drinking that beer. To be honest, the I thought you one's were... actually better. I, I'm kind of enjoying. So it. we are gonna we are gonna move on to the gun issues, the Ruger five seven here shortly. But let's get this twenty twenty. Yeah, who who was it posted uh, that they picked one of those up already? Uh, one of my customers. Was it? Um, I thought that was Stefan. Steve. No, it was Steve. Uh, Steve Neville. 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 Neville yeah. yeah. So I'm just gonna try a little bit of this grape shit. Well, we're not trying it. We're drinking it. I'm just gonna try a little bit of this grape shit Box, as he pours pour half the bottle. It's in the wine, glass. dude. Yeah. Box, you want the orange or the grape? Uh, I'll go with the orange. It looks trashier. Definitely. It's, it's that, that is shit a, a wasted white girl would be drinking. <laughs> A fourteen-year-old white girl. Yeah, yeah, possibly. So, um, God damn it! I need to think of a better, uh, of a better transition than so. Yeah, you're terrible. Anyways, thirteen percent <laughs> by volume. Hmm. Ruger um, recently came out with a uh, five point seven by twenty-eight millimeter uh, gun. And I will be buying one. It retails for well, MSRP is seven ninety nine, so they're going to be probably they're going to be around oh, you're it. what six hundred bucks, uh, probably six fifty or so. I would imagine. Seven, I thought they're seven, seven six fifty seven. I thought they were going to be around eight. Well, that's MSRP. Oh, they always go for way cheaper than that. Um, it's, it's a oh, just as terrible as I remember. The spec sheet, <laughs> Ruger Ruger's uh, spec sheet on it states impressive ergonomic ergonomics, including easy trigger reach, nineteen eleven style ambidextrous manual safety. Robust slide release and reversible magazine release latch. And it looks very similar. Obviously, there's the really one of the only 5.7 um, handguns out there is the FN. Yep. Um, is there? Couple, I don't know of any others. There's a couple of rifles stupid. chambered in it. I think there was another company that. Um, well, there's a, the. Yeah. The Masterpiece FN, Arms FS made one. Or PS90 or whatever the hell it was. Yeah. Masterpiece Arms made a. Uh, I think it looked like a it was like a Mac ten or Mac eleven chambered in uh that five seven caliber. I think it's a cool round, but yeah, I, I think and it looks, be a know about the it, it looks usefulness it, it for looks, a guy like the me. The gun actually looks very similar to um the 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 FN gun. Um mm-hmm. it's a four point nine four inch barrel. Um it's a it's a cool looking gun and just like anything else in the firearm in, firearms industry, when when it comes out, <laughs> excuse Toad, <laughs> just <laughs> struggling down some twenty twenty. Oh God! <laughs> oh, 
just like anything else that comes out, um, you get these these hosers that well, that's stupid, completely pointless, blah blah blah, and and just bashing it. But actually, I, to be completely frank with you, I think it fills a need because everybody and their mom wanted it. Wanted the uh, I wouldn't say a need. I say I would say a want. Yeah. Well, yeah. But there there is that there is that fringe um, area of people that it will be extremely extremely useful for because it is a high capacity gun. Mm-hmm. It's got decent ballistics i mean that you it's it's a gun that you can actually carry and it's gonna do what you See, need no, to do that, and it, it also is able to hit um it, it's a very accurate gun low recoil you can hit it extremely long range with it so ex- the effective distance of that is only 50 meters uh, i bet it well yeah but it, when are you going to be using a handgun that's uh you know, you got to shoot farther than that. No, I know. I'm not saying you probably would, but my biggest problem with it, like I said, I'm going to buy one because I've wanted a five seven forever. You know, yeah. Um, but uh, it's a really shitty round for self, like for concealed carry, because it'll over penetrate like a bitch. Uh-huh. I mean, they they they. I read an article on it a while back, that, and some people do carry them, obviously, but they said that uh, just being what it is it'll just like zip right through which whether that's true or not so i don't round. know but i mean it made sense to me being that, that thing's what well, i mean if you look at it it's just a nasty little fast moving f-ing bullet and yeah but that's just like any put a ballistic tip on the end of it there's so many different options as far as bullets go yeah that, i mean look at a 17 that's a super fast tiny little bullet Oh, it explodes rabbits too. Exactly. I mean, it says it does some damage. So I think there's a plate. There's something to be said for. I I just it did the thing that just pisses me off is when you people. Well, this is dumb. Absolutely no no point for it. Stupid. Screw you. You know the same shit that the guys did when the Glock 22 came or the Glock 44. You know the 22 caliber. People have been asking for that shit for years, and it finally comes out, and they're just, well, that's the dumbest shit I ever heard. You know, and just it's well, you know, some people are gonna like it, so. And it serves a it serves a small purpose at least. I don't think it's it's uh completely useless. So that Mad Dog twenty twenty is making my face hot. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure it's like a hundred <laughs> degrees in here. It doesn't help that I have long johns and three shirts on. So. <laughs> I, I run I run a little chilly, so I usually keep my office halfway warm. I don't know. I like my house cold. It stays at 60 freaking degrees about year round. No, mine said at 69. Good Lord. I, tu- I thought I turned my furnace down cold. I turn on mine, mine to 64 when I go to bed because I like to sleep cold, but 60 all year round? Screw that. No, man. mine rolls at 69 or 70. All, uh, all no, the time. my house is at 60. <laughs> propane sucks. Yeah, what are you going to do? Um, so, yeah, uh, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty excited about that gun. I don't know as if I'll ever really buy one but i could see myself a hell of a lot quicker buying that than i would the, ever the freaking fn that, that comes in at like what 200 bucks i would buy a 57 uh carbine cuz it's a whole lot faster out of a out of a longer barrel than it is out of i think it'd be a whole lot more what useful what are your options as far as carbines though there was like, like an a fs90 or whatever yeah the p90 is one of them but i don't i don't i'm not i don't know of any that i would actually want i think the p90 looks 
terrible. It's I don't not know fun how fun to try to hold either. It, yeah, it looks really. uncomfortable as yeah, shit. If you got big hands and if there was a cool, I think there might actually be five seven platform. There's AR, an AR, or AR called, platform in five seven. There stupid, was a company expensive. called AR fifty seven. I think I'm what sure, it was. but like because uh, when that whole um, shit storm in Argentina kicked off, their troops were equipped with those um, AR fifteen star rifles with the top mount P ninety mags. Yeah, but I think that I company that. went out of business. Hmm. But I do believe there's other companies that make ARs in 5.7 by 28. I bet they ain't cheap. I've never seen any. I'm kind of intrigued by that. I might look into that. I don't think they were all that bad, to be honest with you. Hmm. In- in- interesting. Yeah, it's. It's. Uh, I was looking at the ballistics of the 5.7 a few days ago, and out of a 10 inch barrel, they're at like 2,300 feet per second, I think. But out of the the five inch barrel, it's down to like twelve or thirteen hundred feet per second. No. Yeah. Not out of not, Yeah. No. It, it well it depends on the grain of the bullet, but yeah. It's not as fast of a round out of the five inch as you would think it is. No, I was watching a review the other day that they were clacking them at like around twenty two hundred feet per second. Out of what? Just With a, what grain just a bullet? Pistol. With what grain? I don't recall. It it must have been it was probably one of the lighter ones, but the out of with like a thirty grain bullet, I think it was down in the mid thousands. Hmm. What's a uh, what's a nine mil shoot at? Thirteen, fourteen hundred. Toad. I can't say nine, I'm, nine I'm mil. Off the top of my head, I'm not sure. Um, not too. You'd think disturb uh, you guys. Guys like us would know that. Clearly uh, not. This MD twenty twenty is messing with their brains. Yeah, I yeah. Like, we've had like three sips of it. I feel like I'm it's already making us. Um, what do you got for us there, Toad? AR fifty seven PDW upper. Okay, this is an old article. Anyway, CMMG makes uh, Ooh. um rifles in five point seven by twenty eight. Okay, I wonder how expensive they are. I know, and I was wrong. They're horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. It seems like any fringe case like that is just off the wall, stupid expensive. It is. Are they rifles or though, or are they pistols? Uh, there. Oh, it's totally a pistol. It's got a fourteen. That's not that bad. I mean, in- for the whole freaking a uh, pistol, uh, pi- AR pistol. Yeah, MK fifty seven is what it's called. Oh, that's not. That's not. I have. I mean, for that setup, you can buy that in two twenty three or nine mil for freaking five hundred yeah. bucks. But well, here's here's a different one. Interesting. This is interesting. More, more rifle like for twelve sixty two. Yeah, I mean, I have a hard time spending that much money at once. But when I, I like, I have that that much money in both of my ARs. No, oh, I got all my ARs pretty I easily. Think. My rifle, but I built those, so my I, rifles I got eleven hundred. My rifle ARs I got eleven hundred in a piece, you know, and that's. But that that's different when you piece them yeah. together, and it's not that such a huge chunk of change to, to uh to bite off. It doesn't seem that bad. But I would I don't know if I'd ever buy a gun, for over a grand. I don't know if I could stomach that. I would, to be honest. If I had you. the money, totally would. I'm gonna when I get the money for a I've season shadow a too. Number of occasions. Yeah, I, I know. I just I'm I'm a weird dude like that. I. I don't have a lot of high end high dollar guns and I made you go to the bank that one day and pick up what was it, thirteen hundred bucks for me so you can go get that gun. Yeah, does your old lady finally know about that? No. <laughs> Tasha, we the, uh, I mean we, we we don't have any she idea. doesn't listen to the podcast. <laughs> We're gonna send this one she to her. We're like you should really I'm listen gonna, to this gonna, one. I'm it's gonna, a good one. I am Hey, we send. don't live together. 
I'm going to send a random anonymous link to her from an anonymous text message just to this podcast. We think you'll find this interesting. I guess Christmas time, I did tell her how much my... got uh, some dirt on your boyfriend. My carry gun was. And because I bought her that 9mm Taurus um, as her first firearm. and uh, You get her a G2C or G2S? See? Mm-hmm. And... uh, she said, how much was it? I was like, oh, I was on sale. You know, I got it. I picked it up for around, you know, a little over 200 bucks. And she's like, that's a really good deal. She's like, how much was your carry gun? And I carry that Springfield range officer elite uh-huh. champion pistol. And uh-huh. um, I was like, I think it was like 1200 bucks. And she's like, what? <laughs> yeah, you're, you're a better man than me. I couldn't, I couldn't drop that much money. Out. Oh, man. Unless it's like one of my dream guns, but freaking demo ranch the other day had a post that he had bought it was the new year's post he had bought over a hundred new guns last year i was just like god man the most i ever give bought. me your life well dude the, <laughs> the guy's most, got a he, he i guarantee he oh he's making so much money. Well, I'm, i guarantee those guns are a write-off because they oh, go absolutely. on his channel like so what's the most guns you've ever bought in a year i don't i don't own very many guns i only own like maybe two or three i don't, I don't I know i did like 13 one year yeah. But you're you're buying and selling a lot though too. I, I used to do that, and I don't anymore. I can't remember the last time I actually sold a gun. But the the whole thing behind that, I was twenty four, I had no kids, and I I'd gotten hurt. Still don't have any kids though. Yeah, <laughs> not married, no kids. I have a girlfriend. That's about it. But uh, yeah, I'd gotten hurt, and the the insurance company had uh, after I got out of the hospital, they gave me a, a like a settlement. But the way they paid it out, I was just getting a check every week until the money was paid out. And Bob Farmer had the shooting shop over here in town and it was right down the street from my parents. So I was in there like every afternoon Mm -hmm. and he'd call me like, you got a deal on this rifle or I got a deal on this handgun. Like, all right, stop by and see He knew a sucker when he saw one. Oh, yeah. I mean, he I, did that to just every single gun that came in. Like, and uh, he called so like 15 new gun, times a better week. call Toad. <laughs> I'd go in there and uh, buy shit all the time and. But yeah, I did. Uh, that was the most I ever bought. I bought thirteen guns, and I He's, probably spent. I I've no, I I probably own. I don't even grand. own thirteen guns at this point in time in my life. I mean, I got a shitload in my possession, but they're all customer guns. I don't. I don't know. I just. I, I wish I. I'm just not that. Like I, the, my problem is I'm. I I'm very. I don't. I just don't throw money out very easily. Like at this point in my life, I don't have any problem throwing stupid amounts of money at shit in my business. But as far as personal stuff, I have a hard time just buying toys and, and shit for Yo, myself. I, I I'm, hear not, I'm not good at it. You know, I, and that, I wish I was better, but there's, there's certain times, like certain things I will do that for where I'll be like, I don't care what it costs. I'm buying it. Mm-hmm. But most of the time, like I'm such a stingy bastard. Like I'll wait till I have literally like half a roll of toilet paper left to go buy more <laughs> you know, <laughs> or, or like groceries wow. and, you're a risky fella. I know. Actually, um, by the way, Sam, I need to buy a roll of toilet paper from you before I go home. Uh, well, you probably need to freaking... Do you need to buy something for him, too? For me, yeah, how much probably. he freaking used today. We've been at my house all uh, all day, pretty much. God, I, I took a nap here. Yeah. Destroyed the bathroom a couple of times. Not start paying rent? I gave him a recliner. A really nice lazy boy. It's a good shelf. <laughs> It's about all it's ever used for anymore. It's horrible. I came over the one day and you were like taking a nap in it. Yeah, I used to, but it's full of crap right now. So, 
But um, one thing that I was actually we were we were gonna have a. Have uh, Tim from RevTech on. He's a. Uh, I'm gonna keep it in this table. Owns, own, table like sucks. I said, owns RevTech, uh, but he's big into the training and stuff. So I was, I was kind of stoked to talk to him about uh, this next subject. I'm uh, actually really like, no offense to anybody, but I'm glad he didn't come over since I'm hung over today. It would have been a real bad first impression. <laughs> like, don't act like he won't be hung over next time. I'm usually not hung over. It's usually you. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, he's usually <laughs> drunk again by the time the podcast rolls around. <laughs> yeah. That's true. <laughs> really that? making him sound like people a dirtbag here. People listen to this much just think we're just raging alcohol. Oh, yeah. we're not. We all have full-time jobs. We just like to enjoy our weekends. So, did you see that Al, Al Clark's comment on uh, on the... Yeah, about <laughs> you being drunk? <laughs> he was totally correct at that point. No. I wasn't sure. <laughs> like, Colin asked me that. He was like, were you guys all wasted at that point? And I was like... <laughs> That's no. why I was giving I was him. like, I wasn't, but I don't know about Sam, I, I guess. Really, you I talking was... about the video when James was here? Yeah. Yeah. I could tell you were hammered because when you get really drunk, you get kind of giggly. <laughs> I was laughing my ass But off. your motions get slower. <laughs> and, you, like, bigger, if that makes any sense. <laughs> so... And you start to use your hands a little bit more. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, guilty. Guilty as charged. It was, it was so anyway, uh, we wanted to talk about, um, and we're, we're a little behind the time since we're, we don't release for a week. Um, we're a little behind, and I'm sure this, this uh, subject is out the window by now, but that Texas church shooting. Um, we wanted to cover that a little bit because there's, several, there's several uh, rather important lessons um, that can be learned from that. Um, if you guys don't know what we're talking about, this guy, this fellow walked into a uh, church with a shotgun and I think he was there for a while. They had their eyes. He on was, him. yeah. There's a, there was a security team, um, throughout the church and just like many churches do at this, at this point, a volunteer security team, not like a I, I, I full blown security. <laughs> right. They're yeah, all volunteers. Just members of the church. And I guess, uh. I'd never heard of it before, but I guess there's several churches. A lot of churches do that have volunteers. Oh, dude, yeah, that's a huge thing now. Yeah, like, I have pr- no idea. RevTech does uh, security training for churches. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Uh, you know why rank and not not rank just churches, got obviously. His freaking but... uh, gun, because that's one thing he wants to do is carry at church. There's that's a, that's a huge thing now, just because I mean it's a well, it's a soft target. Well, um, the other thing is, is like you, you go back, like uh, it's kind of like. Uh, how do I say this without sounding like a dumbass? But if you ever read a post on a rant from an atheist on Facebook, they're just so, like, hateful of something that, you know, if I don't like something, that's fine. I don't freaking like it. I don't get angry at it. But you get people that's, that's like... That's not totally true, but go on. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, I'm just, I mean, but, but just like, so, it. like, um, uh, quick example, I, I lost uh, one of my best friends in the war to um, somebody who believes in Allah. I also have a good friend who's a Muslim. So, I mean, if that makes any sense, but that guy at that church in Texas, from what I read, they had helped him out a lot in the past and he was angry with them. Mm -hmm. And he had like, his his ex-wife said he had delusions and thought he was on a, oh God, I can't remember. I'm too hungover. So he had mental issues. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, folks. I'm too hungover to think today. And, uh, yeah, I'm hungover at 5 o'clock in the evening. If that gives you any indication how f***ing hammered I was last night. But, uh, yeah, so I lost my train of thought. You're really coming off as a stellar guy on this episode. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I really apologize. I just can't. I, so the anyways, I get, the worse they are. Well, we're going to go back to the I, – I understand what you're saying, Anton, but 
Um, the, the lessons that can be learned. He was talking about the guy. They, they did offer him, um, it was money. They wouldn't, they, they gave, they fed they him, gave him food and fed and, him, but and, he was pissed uh, off that they wouldn't uh, give him uh, money, money or whatever. So anyways, he walks into this church and it was obvious that the guy was there to stop, cause a problem. So everybody was, you know, the security team had their eyes on him and you could tell the moment he walked in the door that they were watching him. Um, so, and I didn't, I couldn't tell from the video, but supposedly when the guy walked in and he brandished his shotgun, one of the first guys he shot was, uh, one of the guys that was, was drawn on him. Is that correct, Boxy? You That's know? what I've heard. But watching the video. You don't see the guy draw. It's, they say, this is why you don't carry smaller back, which there's many reasons not to do that. But they say he was drawing. But to me, when he pulls it out, he's not going to present it. It's just like he's pulling it out. So I don't know if he, it's hard to tell if he actually has a gun. I think there might have been a news article on it that said if he did or not. I'm not sure. I can't remember that. But yeah, supposedly he was drawing on him but if he was he wasn't making much of an effort did you Ryan. did you see the whole video yeah i mean the the shat sh- i'm turning into sam the shat the shat the shot that uh jack wilson is his name i believe yep um that was incredible oh yeah like i mean that was an insane shot and most people don't like they're so like tasha's i saw it or, uh, and she's like what the hell did she say? <laughs> I'm struggling so bad right now, you guys. It's not funny. Focus. You are absolutely worth it. Uh, you know what? You guys just talk about it. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. I need to go home. Tasha was going to say what? That uh, it was a hell of a shot. No. she. I tried to tell her. I was like, yeah, he made one hell of a shot. And she's like, well, what do you mean? I said, that was on a moving target at a distance of over 15 feet with a handgun. I think it was about It was probably 20, 20 yards. Yeah, 15 yards. Sorry. And... uh She's like, oh, okay. Most people, I think, watch all these movies and they see somebody snipe somebody with a pistol. They think it's just so easy. 100 freaking yards. And, and they don't realize how hard and how much training that and practice that takes. Mm-hmm. I mean, to be able to do that, what he drew from concealment and fired a headshot on a moving target in six seconds. Yep. That's nuts. And he had to he had to wait, too. He and yep. his, I've seen interviews, too. He said he was waiting because there was people in his people, line of fire. Yep, people in the line of fire. The other thing... I saw it was an article on, or a tweet from USA Today, and it was like, Jack Wilson's the kind of man you want in an active shooter situation. But then there was like this deal, and the, they keep kept yep. going. But I it's the other six or five members of the congregation. That you should that, be terrified of. That you of. should be terrified of. And it's like, not one of those people fired a shot. And nope. they just, they did everything right. They covered the tar, the, you know, the threat and... That's because that bullshit doesn't happen, and I I was yeah. on that. I was uh, there was a, some guy on a on a on a Facebook group the other day says, you know, all these idiots walking around with guns, they got no training, and they think that you know, just randomly shooting people. Where where? Show me where that happens. When the fuck does that happen? That all these people, especially mostly the antis, and even somebody's on our side supposedly, mm-hmm. keep saying that people you know just randomly shooting people all the freaking time. Says when? When does that happen? Show me an example of it, because yeah. it don't freaking happen. And if it does happen, guess what? That person is held responsible, and that's the way it is. Yep. And when you when you and that's that's the other side of of walking out of the house with a gun on. You have to take responsibility that if you miss, if you screw up, if you shoot, actually, you know, the person say you, you say you miss and you hit a, a bystander behind them, 
you're held responsible for that. You're not just let off the hook and it's said, okay, so people are going to be careful and, you know, not when only it comes that, to that. But if you do something like that and God forbid you hit an innocent person, you have to live with that the rest the of your rest, life. Exactly. So and, it's not, and I, and I think that's, that's a huge thing to take on and to think about when, when you're walking out of the house trapped with a gun, you know? And then we had we had one of our followers one time I believe he was one of our followers make fun of us for for training and we film our training videos but he uh, he he said something to the effect that we were just a bunch of like needle what do you say oh no he wasn't a follower he was a liberal dick face yeah he was a cop too (laughs) if his oh yeah I think I think and he said a bunch he was in San Francisco or L A or yeah called us a bunch of needle dicks living out our red dawn fantasies and we got a good chuckle out of it but it's like. Would you rather that we don't train? Yeah, exactly. I mean, we we, we that's what I don't get. That's a one of the biggest double standards I don't get. They're like, "Why are you training all the time? What are you afraid of?" And then they're like, "You shouldn't carry a gun if you're not training." And Tasha understand. Tasha is so excited to 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 learn how to shoot and everything and be safe. And and I I've taught her a little bit. And the way I teach people to shoot, if they like, even my niece and nephew. Uh, nieces and nephews when they came out I taught them how to shoot with me if you're firing a handgun or a semi-auto rifle you get one bullet to start out with that's yep. it I mean because I, I don't want any accidents so I'll put I don't know I don't care how many times it takes for me to run that through your head you get one freaking bullet until you know I feel like you can handle you know a full magazine of ammo but I think that's a pretty common practice when it comes to teaching new shooters to yeah, use and one, one bullet or a bolt action. Yep. So, and my well, niece, my some, oldest niece is actually a really good shot. So. Some uh, some dipshit posted the other day on one of the, the Facebook groups, um, and it was two. I don't remember what it was. It was like a twelve gauge and some fucking four fifty eight or four fifty four casual. What is that? Four fifty. Well, anyways, one yeah, of the four fifty four casual. Right, big ass gun. He had one in each hand. And so this guy's taking a video and they're all excited. Oh, look at my cousin shooting both of these guns. And he shoots him, promptly turns around and flags the shit out of him. Mm-hmm. Just like blatant, like, like you're watching the video, like, oh my gosh. And the guy posted this video all proud because of his cousin was doing this. Mm-hmm. And just the, the comments were just like, like, I don't condone giving people shit in Facebook groups, gun groups yep. very often. But I piled on that bandwagon and I, I, you know, I wasn't just a dick, but I says, when you do crap like this, you just make gun owners look ignorant, stupid, freaking idiots. Yeah. Because he turned around and just blatantly flagged him. Just was like, what? And he was just talking about how how big the guns are, you know? So if there was an inadvertent, you know, he had more than one of each gun accidentally went off. Well, yep. you're going to get shot by that big-ass gun. You're probably not going to make it. You know, yeah. It's just like I, I jumped on that bat. And that's one of the few times when I'll actually do that. Just like you're posting online. Don't act like a freaking jackass. Well, just Oh, it drove me nuts. I, I have something to say on that matter. Um, do you remember probably 2013 when you and I posted a rather stupid video onto Facebook? Oh, the uh, Tannerite um, and the microwave microwave door. Where <laughs> it about took your head off? <laughs> no, because I was shooting. It about took your head off, didn't it? No, I was shooting, and it went up and over your head mm. like a freaking rocket. Yeah, Remy. I remember Remy, um, our friend that owns the the store we bought it at. He, he saw the video and he goes, "I don't think I counted off 
a hundred yards between. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he said. Uh, he said something else. He wasn't angry. He, he, well, so uh, if is if if your point is we all make poor decisions, um, yes, you, you are correct in that, and I will I will admit to that. But uh, well, that's part of um, learning about firearms on your own without right. proper instruction. Hmm. Which I don't Which, I don't know if any of us actually had. I mean, my dad taught me how to no, shoot when I was nine. No, that's that's a pretty picked, common thing around here. Is picked most of it up on my own and and from there, but. Yeah, uh, so I don't feel like I was too hard on that on that guy though for doing that. I mean, it was just like he literally turns around with two guns in his hands. And yeah, that's stupid. <laughs> it's just like don't do what? That. And I went back to I went back to look at the responses after I did, and yeah, they were that video was definitely deleted. He got so much shit for it. But <laughs> I almost I almost saved it and, and posted it, reposted it, but I I'm sure the guy learned his lesson, but. So there was new um, Illinois recently went um, recreational weed is legal, and supposedly they're taxing it at thirty percent. Yeah, they did not thirty percent. I think the first day that it was legal, they did something like three point two million dollars worth of business, or something like that. Just yeah, in one day, stupid amount, or three point two million dollars worth of tax revenue. What was it? It Was in sales. Well, either way, a lot of freaking money. Um, and the, but the only reason I bring this up, which, you know what, if you want to smoke a gin, get high. I feel like, um, I mean it. It's a plant. Live your life. Do what the hell you want to do. Mm-hmm. But, um, the reason I bring this up is because on a forty-four seventy-three. There is a a place that asks if you are a regular user or an abuser. I can't remember what the exact wording is of of drugs. So the problem with this whole legal weed thing is that is if you go and you, if if you mark on that forty four seventy three, if you're say you have a, a a weed card, you can buy this this shit. So if you mark no, you're lying, and that is a a felony. If you mark yes, you're no longer allowed to purchase a gun. So the the issue becomes, and and the interesting part is that the the Illinois um, the law enforcement whatever whatever big law enforcement isn't whatever law enforcement is in charge of Illinois they said that they would not be restricting people that that own um, or that have weed cards from buying firearms. But the problem is, and I posted, and, and there was quite a few conversations in gun groups, is the state has absolutely nothing to do with that. Because, the, I mean, when, when you go into a gun shop and you, and you fill out a 4473, that doesn't go to the state. That goes to the feds at NIC, and CIS or NICS, what I, NICS, excuse me. Um, and they're the ones that handle the background checks. So that has absolutely nothing to do with with the states. So my conundrum here is like I am a, a, a freedom minded person, but at the same time, like these people that are buying weed and using weeds, if they want to buy a gun, they have to freaking lie because you can't you can't not lie to the feds. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like a, it's like a, it's a double-edged sword. Like, what do you, 
I I pocket dialed an ATF agent the other day. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to. That just popped into my head. Okay, well, that's super, super input, super helpful at this point. But, Box, do you have any input? You know what I'm saying why I brought this up? I think it's an interesting, interesting subject. Um, because I don't feel like, as, as freedom-minded individuals, that we should say um, you're not... Um, you can't own a gun if you use a freaking plant. But at the same time, like, you're lying to the feds. So? You just got put on a list. I'm probably already on a list. I don't yeah, care. But you understand. Civil disobedience. It's we all under we all understand that it's your constitutional right. So it's rather defend yourself with a firearm or I'm not or I'm not. not I'm not advocating for um telling the truth on these forms at all. I'm just saying I'm not on one side or the other. I'm just bringing this up because I think it's an in- interesting quandary. One time I got quandary and conundrum mixed up, and I and I combined them. <laughs> it's like for like ten minutes I couldn't figure out one word or the other. How, how like, did you am I having a that? conundrum? Conundrum? <laughs> he has no idea. Like you had a stroke. <laughs> yes, I was Can like, I have the black. I was like, am, am I having a stroke? It was horrible for about ten minutes. I finally had to Google it and figure out what those two two words were. Oh, it was horrible. Oh. But that's the problem that we're faced with um, currently in the states. There's a lot of states at this point that are accepting that they say, hey, weed is legal. But currently the feds still say that it's not. Um, so you're kind of stuck stuck in the middle, especially if you have an actual uh, a card that says you can buy weed from a state. Because I'm sure the feds can access that. And I'm sure if they really, really wanted to. They could go and claim that you're a, a liar on your forty four seventy three and prosecute you. Yeah, if they wanted to. It's a. It's definitely like a slippery slip. <laughs> slippery <laughs> slope. Slippery slope. Yeah. But uh, that is one of the things. Like when I, they first started, when states first started to legalize it, I was like, oh god, here we go. You know, because mm-hmm. I don't, I don't like this stuff. I haven't smoked the uh, electric lettuce in, since high school, probably. Electric lettuce. But uh. The amount of things that are being done with it on the medical side is really interesting. Yeah. Like, there's some, like, what the hell's the, um, the oil from it has been shown to, like, kill cancer cells? Yes, to a certain extent. I haven't researched it very much to know if it's not total bunk or not, so I don't Yeah, wanna... it's still up in the air. I have one customer, though, that takes the, um, the CBD oil. CBD oil, yeah. Now, there's, I don't think there's any... I think it's just the oil. There isn't any there's THC no THC in it. Well, there's a very there's small a, trace yeah. amount. And he takes it. He goes, before I started taking that, I was taking 12 pills a day. He said, mm-hmm. now I don't take any of them. It's it's, real, it's super for anxiety and... and pain uh, management. Yeah. So there's, I mean, it's obvious that there's health benefits to it. Um, so I don't know. I just, I just think it's an interesting conversation because of where we're at as far as gun rights and, and Frank and weed rights, um, in, in the States right now. It's a, I don't know. And I, I've, I've always been, a, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where to go with it. What to I'm Moving not on. I'm not a weed guy. I'm like I'm the farthest thing from a weed guy. Like the last time I did it was 10, 12 years ago. 
And I sat on my counter for three hours and couldn't move, and it wasn't fun. I would actually pay money to see that. (laughs) I'm not gonna lie. The way you you described it to me that one time, I was just like, God, that had to have been freaking hilarious. I'm sure it was for anybody watching me, but that's not my thing. And if that's your thing, that's okay. You know, that's wow. This grape 2020 is garbage. Yeah, it's horrible. They're both horrible. Yeah, it's not Mm. that. It's it's not that great, but that's why I said this was a terrible idea I had. Yeah, yeah. This was your idea, but yes, like he's just. Saying, I knew it was. Idea, yeah. I knew it was going to be. So bad, it was Box's dude. idea. He said, "Hey guys, it's 2020. Let's drink some MD 2020." So of course, I got two bottles of it. I, I honestly, thought about getting four for one. I for was each just going to go and buy one from Hy-Vee, and Then you were like, "Hey, I went and bought some." <laughs> I honestly oh, wasn't I, even sure they still uh, made it. I, I couldn't either. remember how. I couldn't remember if it was like a, a potent shit or if it was just like a beer or what it was. So I bought two. How much? Did that cost you? That was like three or four dollars a piece. <laughs> That's like Boone's Farm. It's like two fifty a bottle. Yeah, you should have bought. Usually, it usually better. the cheaper the wine, the better it tastes. But MD until it comes is, to MD twenty twenty, is not the case. I don't know. I won a bottle of wine at Tasha's uh, work Christmas party, and I was trying to give it away, and nobody would take it. <laughs> Shocker! <laughs> well, like, I really don't. What want What kind this. of bottle was it? I, if you ever have wine, I'll drink. I love wine. Seriously? Yeah. You love wine. Oh my god, I can't you and, stand it. You and Johnson should hang out. Yeah, we do. Drinking wine? Yeah. I don't believe you. Oh, okay. Last fa- time we some fancy when we had that fire out at his house, he was handing out wine and stuff and with the with the steaks he cooked for us and he was like, This stuff goes really great with wine. And you were like, I don't I don't get it. This is wine just isn't for me. Wait, you guys this had is... steaks out of Johnson's house? When was this? You were there, dude. Don't worry about it. Oh, I was probably hammered. You're really coming across super on this episode. Uh, yeah. <laughs> just wait until yeah. we get to your segment, and you're just like, uh, 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 uh. no, I don't worry. He's totally unprepared for it, too. I got it planned up. Are you prepared this time, Box? Last episode, the entire time. I spent the, like two hours on my segment, this, so yeah. Last episode through the whole through the whole segment, Box is just like, yeah, I, I, I'm not prepared at all. So <laughs> he said it like four times. I'm like, that's just like the first, the very first episode, like six seconds in, you're like really projecting a lot of confidence yeah. in that. Guys. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm Irish, Scottish, and Native American. Leave me the f- alone. Okay. Well, <laughs> Sam, I'll segue for you. Maybe we should move on. Yeah. yeah let's get should. away from this. This is starting to depress me. <laughs> so there's a little um, there's a situation going on in the Midwest that I feel is kind of interesting, um, and there's people that are reporting um, fleets of drones flying around. Um, in northeastern Colorado and Nebraska, they they appear in the night sky for between seven and ten p.m. And the interesting thing is, they're not just like typical drones. They say they have about a six foot wingspan, and they're flying in. It's aliens. They're flying in unison. Um, groups groups of six to ten. So I don't know if they're flying in like a uh, a, a hive. Situation. How do they not find these? I read that article. I and I don't understand. How do you not find those people that are flying them? Follow the freaking drone. Somebody said they were looking well, how for a missing fo- How do you follow the drone? With your own drone. Well, who's got... Yeah, but who has a random-ass drone like that, that are seen? Because it's just random. They're not in the same place all the time. They're just random places and random people are reporting them. So who's going to just like launch up their drone and be like, ooh, follow those. You know what I'm saying? So... Um, but from seven to 10 the night, they're going in grid like patterns, 150 to 200 feet in the air in groups of six to 10. 
So I assume they're just combing this whole area. They're out, they're clearly looking for something or scanning something. But I find this I find this type of shit fascinating. Um, just because it's like this is like we're we're literally to the point where this is like futuristic type shit. There's like obviously they're not like they're still propelled by propellers, obviously, mm. and not like the type of um, shit you see in um, RoboCop and all that those futuristic type movies. But I think this is cool as hell. Whatever it is, maybe it's the, maybe it's the Iranians. I don't know. But I think that I think this shit's fascinating. But what do you think they're looking for? I can just about bet it's the answer isn't near as fascinating as you think it is. I'll bet it's nothing. Who invited this Debbie Downer on the podcast? Yeah, sorry to ruin your fun, but I can just what about guarantee it it's because nothing. none of the none Somebody of the federal agencies none of the federal agencies know what it is. They're they've they says no, it's not us. Uh, the FAA doesn't know what it is. Um, the it's DEA, aliens. U.S. Air Force, U.S. Army Forces Command, they don't have any any information in this. It's a group of of drone dorks that... With we, six they're foot called enthusiasts. Fan okay. <laughs> Sorry. Drone enth- enthusiasts. Yeah, they build That's a bunch a of... That's a big-ass drone. And what are they doing at that, at that time frame at night? It's dark. Practicing? I don't know. They're clearly, but they're supposed with drones that big. They need to register that shit. So I don't know. They're out just. They're not registered. Yeah, I know. That's, that's maybe why they're out flying around at night. I don't know. It's aliens. Yeah, it's probably aliens. Mm-hmm. Well, aliens have far more advanced technology than freaking. What do you know about aliens? I don't know. That's Clemens. He'll be over here later. Later, they'll tell you all about aliens. <laughs> But you guys don't find this interesting in the least bit. No, I, fi- no, I read. I read an article groups about it. Of, groups of six to ten gritting. They're it, clearly totally. they're clearly gritting this area. They're looking for something. One of the things I read was that they're um, the areas that they're flying in have a lot of old missile silos, and somebody said they could be looking for like a lost nuke or old radiation or something like that. But, but a government agency would have would know. Why about the hell them. would your government tell you that they lost a fucking nuke? They wouldn't. They just don't lose nukes. They just yeah, fell they off. Have, they fell before. off the back of a truck. They yep. have trackers on that shit nowadays. An old nuke in a silo. Mm. There was a story, probably fifteen years ago, about a guy who found a lost nuclear warhead in a like a sinkhole pond in Florida. It fell off of a plane I during training missions. That. And was lost for freaking years. No, the government couldn't find it, and he stumbled across it one day while he was like out. Hiking it was an or actual nuke. Yeah, like Hiroshima type yep. freaking nuke. So why my? I mean, <sighs> I'm report, sure reporter to U.S. government. Hey, did you guys lose a nuke? <laughs> no. What about those right. drones flying over Colorado? Ah, we don't know who those are. <laughs> You're right. They You're freaking right. know who those are. You guys lose a nuke? Nah, it wasn't us. But <laughs> you're gonna have to give us that nuke. <laughs> nah, it wasn't us, but you might this not want to visit Colorado. And this was actually, this was something I was going to put on the board. I got it on the podcast topics, but I I didn't put it down. But I'm curious, like, well, Toad, where are you going? I was going to ask you, you host. He needs another beer. This, like, as far as, like, um, did you watch the Jack Ryan on Facebook? Uh, not, whole first on, season. On Amazon, I mean, excuse yeah, me. Yeah, I watched the whole first season. I'm about three episodes into the second season. The second season's awesome. I finished it. I it started to piss me off because I read all the time. I've I read almost everything Tom Clancy's ever written, except for his Op Center series books. Yeah, and that's not how Jack Ryan started out. So, 
Yeah, well, they got to make it interesting for TV. Mm-hmm. But I'm so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give you any any mm. spoilers because I've finished that. But it, like, are they down in Venezuela? Yeah. At this point. Yep. Basically showing what a shithole socialism is and all that, and I, I find that hilarious. Um, they do a very good job of if 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 you're thinking about voting for Bernie Sanders, go watch the second season of Jack Ryan. Um, and see what socialism really does. Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, hell, even Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. But my question was like, there's like, there's some serious like um, black ops type shit. Like he, he rogue, um, interesting um, missions that he goes on. But like what, like I'm curious, like what actually happens as opposed to what the government tells us. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like what type of shit the we're like getting... what heroic type of shit does like some crazy one one person go out and do and pull off and uh, like let's say they assassinate assassinate a world leader or whatever it is and come back and like and then just like what do they tell us just like oh it was just a boring drone strike or some shit like that you know what I'm saying like yeah, do these into... black op missions actually happen like yeah I, they... I'm just curious how much how much happens as opposed to. You're getting into some heavy conspiracy theory territory here, Sam. I know, but it's entertaining. I've always thought that was interesting, though. Yeah, and they do happen. I mean, there's there's been, you know, the Freedom of... Oh, God. Freedom, Freedom, Freedom of Act. Information Act. You can look a lot of that stuff up. And, uh, but yeah, it was more... I think it was more common back in the day. But... Uh, when was, when exactly was the day? Like, through the Cold War. I suppose. But... I've always I, I, been fascinated by the Cold War too. I have too. I mean, it's it's a miracle we didn't destroy the Earth. I mean, nobody not launched a nuke, but we came of, pretty we came pretty close. Yeah. We came extremely. With, I saw like, an article in, earlier today that uh, apparently the, the uh, Iranians have been spotted moving ballistic missiles into place. Yeah, they can try it. I guarantee they'll get turned into a freaking parking lot. They probably aren't the cardboard ones that the North Koreans were moving around. <laughs> <laughs> You didn't see that? Like Uh they had a big old parade to show their power and stuff. And there was you could see in the pictures that they were all like wonky and shit and there was all sorts (laughs) of things wrong with them. It was amazing. I saw Did you ever watch that movie about North Korea? Yeah, uh, the interview. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) James Franco and uh, what's his name? Seth uh, Rogan. (laughs) That was pretty good. Yeah, that was a good one. What were you gonna say, Todd? I don't remember. Well, um, Moving on. Yeah, you better. We are moving on. You better. Professional segue here. You better. Dude, this is. We should rename this podcast the worst segues of all time because every freaking time we are just freaking horrible. Take a look. It's in a book. Time traveling with two. With two. With two. Nailed it. Nailed it. So beautiful. I Maybe we should be singers so much. <laughs> Reading Rainbow, oh baby. Yeah, that was Reading just terrible. We worked hard on that, Toad. I know you did. I was. You know I how many hours we worked on that? Not very many on that one, actually. <laughs> <laughs> actually, minutes. that one was a that one was a doozy. So, all right, totally not prepared at all. <laughs> um, Maybe we I'm should fire both of you. Let's call it that, and let's name the podcast that. Totally unprepared. <laughs> it would not be a lie. On today's segment of time, tap, 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 tap. 
Anyway, what, we're going back that? to nailed it. Going time traveling with Toad. We're going back to 1955, kids. Uh, recently, I'm sure you've all seen it because it's been all over the gun forums. But Colt has started to make their pythons again. And for years, since they quit making these things in 2005, they've been a pretty high demand item. You know, if you find one, they're always expensive. You know, what do the old the ones, ones go for? Uh, oh. I don't know. I didn't look that up. Uh, He's totally unprepared. I just know they're expensive. I'm going to ask all sorts of questions that that just reveal how unprepared he is. They originally ran them from 1955 to 2005, and and a lot of law enforcement agencies love these things. They're double-action revolvers. They're triggers. They're known for, like, smooth, really smooth triggers, tight cylinder fits. Uh, They're 357 Magnums, and uh, they got phased out, obviously, when a lot of law enforcement agencies started adopting semi-automatics, nine millimeters. Mm-hmm. But they, like I said, recently they started to, or 2020, they're reintroducing them. And they look cool. I I want one. I'm probably going to have to drop what, the What are the differences one. between the old style ones to the new ones? Uh, as far as, as, far as the looks go. I mean, much change at all? Not really, no. These ones are new. Yeah, these ones are new. <laughs> uh, like <laughs> I said, super. Totally Excellent. unprepared. Um but anyway, so the new ones are fifteen hundred bucks MSRP. So I figure right off the bat, these things are actually going to probably start selling for over that. Damn but uh, uh. MSRP, what Jesus, Sam, my freaking no down, more, more twenty twenty for you. Hitting you hard. <laughs> no, I got a coat sitting on my. Yeah, I got a coat sitting on my chair and it freaking slid. <laughs> yeah, my butt's asleep from the non-cushioned chair I'm in. Uh, yeah, our podcast studio sucks. Um, <laughs> hold on, lost his train of thought again. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, I'm gonna name, I'm gonna name this podcast something about Toad. <laughs> How horrible he's doing this episode. <laughs> you so I think mean. you should probably name it "Totally Unprepared." <laughs> totally. <laughs> Totally, to- Toad's totally unprepared. <laughs> so they originally came in a 2.5-inch variant, 3-inch variant, 4-inch variant, 6-inch variant, and 8-inch variants. I believe the new ones are going to be offered in Much 4 like and 6. Much like American Well, I feel bad for that 2.5 and 3. Right? I know. <laughs> Even the 4, the poor bastard. But uh, <laughs> anyway, if I say anyway one more time, I'll slap myself. Uh, the new ones are cool. They're ridiculously expensive. What what made the old ones so desirable? I mean, like they had Colt a Python, that was that was like a Colt following gun almost. Yep, they for, had a they had a series of them. There was a the hell did they call were they them? used in movies a lot that that made them such a freaking. It came out around the same time as the uh, Smith and Wessel. Holy crap, Smith and Wesson. Um, what is it? Twenty nine. No idea. Yeah, Smith and Wesson M twenty nine. That's a forty four Magnum, and uh, Segway. Anyway, so uh, sorry, I had, like, to, I had to read up. That on was it. like a good ten seconds of silence. Here. I was just letting him go to see how long he'd go. <laughs> the Colt Python was intended for the premium revolver market. Um, some firearm collectors and writers, such as Jeff Cooper, who anybody who owns a gun should know who Jeff Cooper is. Ian Hogg, Chuck Hawks, Leroy Thompson, Scott Wolver, Rene Schmetz, and Martin Doherty have described the Python as the finest production revolver ever made. How many? What, so what? It's a forty-four mag. 
Do they offer these in different calibers? This the Python's a three fifty seven. They had a King Cobra, I believe, that was a forty four mag, and I thought there was one other one. Let me see. Python. He's doing mid episode preparations. Family, yeah, totally unprepared. <laughs> Hang with us, folks. Buffering. I'm going to take him out back and shoot him later. Don't worry, guys. Uh, the, the Anaconda. Don't want none unless you got buns, hon. <laughs> the Colt Anaconda, you racist prick. Um, <laughs> that's the only thing I can think of. <laughs> I'm struggling. So they made uh, the Anaconda was in 45 Colt, 44 Magnum, and 44 Special, introduced in 1990. And then I think they had a, they had a King Cobra, too. So there was three of them. Hmm. And you know what? On to you, Box, because that's all I got. Nailed it, Tom. I know, right? Nailed it. Sam actually did text me yesterday um, and told me to get my segment ready, and I was 200 miles away ice fishing on a lake over in... Did you drive or did Bobby drive home? Bob. So what were you doing the whole time? Giving him a freaking knobber on the way home or what? Oh, uh... yeah, Sam, Totally. It's my favorite thing to do. Y'all do you. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> Idiot. No, we were shooting shit, and then uh, I took a 20-minute nap because I only got four hours of sleep the night before, and then last night I went to the bar for dinner and a beer, and I called Sam, and he didn't want to go with me, and well, dinner and a beer turned into about eight 23-ounce beers and some vodka, and then I got a ride home. I did the responsible thing. I was going to call you to see if I could sleep on your couch, but somebody there offered to give me a ride home, so... I took it. Hmm? Well, that's good. Responsibility. That is yeah. the last Make good choices. Little bitch. I have ever seen ever. Yeah, it's the baddest dude of the week. Yeah. Yeah. It's the baddest dude of the week, guys. Who is he? What's his name? Well, I his know. name is Roy Benavidez. This is kind of a long story here, guys. So, uh, Benavidez. Huh? Yeah. Uh, buckle up. I've got a long one here for you. Thank don't you. ever <laughs> say that to me again. <laughs> I don't ever want to hear those words come out of your mouth. <laughs> Buckle up! I've got a long one for you. <laughs> that was uh, that was. Uh, can we can we save that that uh, that little sound bite there, please? That was awesome. Anyways, okay, here we go. This story begins in 1952 when Roy Benavidez enlists in the Texas Army National Guard. Three years later, he moved from the National Guard to the Army where he completed airborne school and joined the 82nd Airborne Division. During his first tour in Vietnam as an advisor in 1965, Roy stepped on a landmine. He was brought back to the States where doctors at Brook Army Medical Center told him he would never walk again. Determined to continue serving his country, he walked out of the hospital in July 1966. In January of 68, he returned for a second tour in Vietnam with Detachment B-56, 5th Special Forces Group Airborne. On May 2nd, during prayer services, over the radio, he heard a plea for help from a 12-man Special Forces, Special Forces recon team that was pinned, pinned down in thick jungle. jungle. Wow, I'm whew, killing it. And surrounded by a North Vietnamese Army regiment. Three choppers had already tried to get to him, but each was driven back by small arms and anti-aircraft fire. He didn't have any orders to go, but he grabbed a medical bag and a knife and jumped on the next chopper anyway. He figured he could find a weapon on the ground once he got there. So he jumps off the chopper about 75 yards away from the recon team. That's as close as they could get. 
and almost immediately he was shot in the right leg. He quickly got back to his feet, but again was immediately knocked off them, this time by a grenade that ripped his back and neck. Again, he rose and continued running under fire to the 12-man team. Four of them were dead, and the other eight were already badly wounded. He began handing out ammo and morphine and calling it airstrikes, and then was hit once again. Bleeding and in pain, he dragged the dead and injured men to the chopper while providing cover fire with a, with a rifle he found on the ground. The chopper moved to recover more bodies, and the en- enemy fire increased. <clears throat> he started off running again, this time to retrieve classified documents of radio codes and call signals that were still on the body of the dead team leader. As he grabbed the documents, he was shot once more in the stomach and caught even more shrapnel in his back. That still didn't stop him. He, returning with the documents, he watched the pilot get killed and the chopper crash to the, de- to the ground. He began pulling the wounded from the wreckage, calling in more airstrikes, directing fire from helicopter gunships, setting up a perimeter, and rallying the injured soldiers to fight on. Before the second chopper arrived, he was injured several more times. But when the chopper did arrive, he threw another injured shoulder over his soldier over his shoulder. Wow, can't say those two words together. (laughs) Carrying this wounded soldier, an enemy jumped up and hit him in the face with the butt of his rifle. And both Roy and the injured soldier fell to the ground, where the enemy stabbed both of his arms with his bayonet. Uh, Roy stabs her arm like what? Well, and I'm sure that's probably wasn't wasn't what he was aiming for. He was just stabbing wildly right. i'm sure so and somehow he managed to grab the bayonet with his hand and it gave him enough time to grab his own knife and he stabs the enemy to death so finally he makes it back to the chopper with the ra- last remaining injured man who was their interpreter the soldiers inside pulled pulled roy's battered body aboard where blood pooled on the floor then flo- flowed out the bay door Roy had received 37 separate bullet, shrapnel, and bayonet injuries over the last six hours. It was a 20-minute flight back to base, and he held his intestines in his hands the entire trip. I'll end the story in Roy's own words during his Medal of Honor, Honor ceremony. We lifted up. The helicopter had over its payload. Blood was running on both sides of the helicopter. When we landed, they locked me in a staging area and started unloading, started identifying the bodies. They found out I loaded three dead enemy soldiers in that helicopter. I didn't want to leave anybody behind. My mission was to recover the classified materials, so if anybody had it, he was on the helicopter. So they left, the three enemy soldiers on the side, and because I sort of looked oriental, they thought I was one of them, so they let me lay right next to them, and they were putting us in body bags. And I remember my feet being lifted, and I was inserted into the body bag, and I hear that zipper coming up, and I was, I was like, oh my god, no, no. My eyes were shut because I had blood all over my face. My eyes and the blood had dried up in my eyelids, and I couldn't talk because my eye, my jaws were locked. And I could hear that zipper coming up, coming up. And one of my buddies was doing that, doing the Mexican hat dance, and he was yelling at the doctor, That's Roy, that's Roy Benavidez. The doctor said, Sorry, there's nothing I can do for him. Oh my god, the zipper is just coming up. I was trying to wiggle in my own blood. And finally, I found out later... Jerry Cottingham made that doctor at least to feel my heartbeat. When I felt that hand on my chest, I made the luckiest shot I ever made in my life. I spit in the doctor's face. The doctor said, (laughs) I think he'll make it. He had won the battle and lived. When told this one-man battle was awesome and extraordinary, Benavidez replied, no, that's duty. I thought that was a pretty awesome story. Mm -hmm. That is a bad son of a bitch right there. That's exactly, uh, that is the... 
That is the baddest son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. That, that uh, dude was exactly uh, who we made that for. Yeah. I mean, that's... And every time, every time I hear one of his stories, I just, <laughs> I'm just like, obviously sitting here in our little office and could that freaking compressor go any longer? Good Lord. Sorry about that, guys. Um, the shop compressor kicked on, but, um, always <laughs> just every time I hear one of those stories, I just sitting here in our office drinking our wine currently and just feel like such a small individual, you know? Uh-huh. He was, um, I, I read his or a good portion of his, God damn it, quit hitting that corn. <laughs> a good portion of his Medal of Honor speech, and it's really fascinating the, how humble he is, and there's a lot of things he says. I only included the know that's duty part because I wanted to kind of keep it short, but there's a lot of other things he says that show he was just purely for, <laughs> for country and the the better the betterment of the country and the and the children and the women and stuff around here. And apparently... <laughs> His call sign was Tango Mike Mike, which meant that mean Mexican. <laughs> he, was, he was a Mexican guy. <laughs> but he, he ended up uh, dying on November 29th of 1988, or 1998, sorry. So he lived a... Sounds like a hell of a, yeah. hell of a guy. Do you guys remember... Appreciate um, your service, man. Do you remember uh, Justin Derby from high school? Of course. Which one? The... Uh, not the Derby brothers, just Justin. Mm-hmm. And uh, his dad, um, what was his dad's name? JR. He was one of the original advisors that they sent over to Vietnam. Huh. Yeah. And that's, I think that's what, uh, he died of cancer. I think, uh, I think it was Agent Orange related. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he went over in the mid 60s. And like my dad was in Vietnam in the like 71, I think. But yeah, he was over there, one of the original advisors. What did the advisors do? What were they advising? I think they helped. Like tr- I, I never looked into it. And I don't know. And and um, but uh, I think it was to help train the South Vietnamese. Hmm. All right. Yeah. My uncle was a my uncle was a medic over there. So I mean, like some of the, you know, he he's he's getting a little bit older now. Like he's I think he's he's in his seventies. So he'll he's he's starting to open up a lot a little bit more, and that's that's a lot, that's a lot of those old those older boys. You know, they don't they keep it quiet into themselves mm-hmm. until they start getting older, and then they they'll open up a little bit and I start, can't imagine start telling their stories. But like like just from this story, this guy was just mangled. Mm-hmm. Well, and I'm sure my uncle. Kurt, I'm I'm sure he he saw a lot of that shit, you know, and that's oh, yeah. I'm sure that's a that's a I can't imagine being a um like that's that's about the worst thing you could possible possibly be over there, you know, you because you're the one looking after all those mm-hmm. injured boys, so yeah, and I I don't know every every time, like I said, every time we talk on this on this segment, I always I always feel just like so uh, inadequate and tiny. That's like a, you know the other cool thing about your uncle Kurt is he's he's almost still a medic because he takes the vets to, they can't make it he can t- he'll take the vets to the VA appointments oh, and yeah. things like that he's and, still heavily involved in uh, oh, yeah. looking out for looking out for all the vets and uh, yeah he's a he's a hell of a dude I, I love that guy um, but we're gonna we're gonna switch gears just 
just a little bit and go from uh, pretty much awesome dudes to <laughs> what a douche. The other, the other side of it. This one is uh, obviously Johnson usually usually handles the what a douche segments, but this one is man on meth steals truck with a man and a goat inside from a porn video store. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly what it's time out. Say that again. Oh, man man steals truck with a man and a goat inside from a yeah, porn so, store. Yep. So well, he, sto- he stole it. He stole a truck. This guy was high on meth, and he stole a truck that had a man with his. You need pet, to put that somewhere else. Had a man with his pet goat inside. From a vid, they were sitting outside a porn video store. Oh, so this was this was like a customer vehicle that they that he stole. Yeah, I don't it know wasn't why that like yeah, that's that's super annoying, but. I, I, it makes it sound like there was a porn store selling a truck with a man and a no, goat inside, uh, or no, renting uh, it out, so or an, something. An Oklahoma, was, an Oklahoma man who was high on methan, methamphetamine led police on a wild chase across three states after he stole a truck. Authorities say Brandon Kirby, forty years old, he's going places, found the truck parked in front of an adult video store in Carthage, Missouri. Kirby ignored the man sleeping in the passenger seat and his pet goat. Which was relaxing in the bed of the truck and drove away. So this guy was sleeping and he and with his pet goat and he and he jacked. Sam, truck. your mic couldn't be covering any more of your any more of your face in that video. <laughs> how about, how about, how you about, need to move it down. Right there. No, yeah, no, nope, nobody wants to hear that shit. You sound like Mick Murray from Letterkenny. Yeah. <laughs> so um, let's see. Kirby ignored a man sleeping in the passenger seat and his pet goat. And drove away. When the passenger woke up, he pistol-whipped him and told him to be quiet. (laughs) (laughs) After driving roughly 150 miles and crossing into Kansas, Kirby pulled over and kicked the man and then his goat out of the truck. Why wouldn't he do that earlier? Yeah, right? Like, well, maybe the meth was worn off. How long does meth last? I don't know, Sam. I've never partaken (laughs) in it. (laughs) The victim called 911 and the police contacted OnStar, which remotely slowed the vehicle to 15 miles an hour. No. What the hell is the point of that? Why wouldn't, if you could Why wouldn't you just the, stop yeah. it? I don't, I don't know. Despite being forced to drive at such a slow speed, Kirby continued to run from the officers. <laughs> they then dis- de- deployed a spike strip, but that didn't stop Kirby. He kept driving until officers forced him off the road. Once the truck was disabled, he tried to flee on foot, was de- but was detained after a brief chase. How do you fail to stop a vehicle with a s- that's driving 15 mile an hour with a spike strip? Well, you could literally... Uh, fif- well, it's not like you don't have time to move the spike strip. The dude's driving 15 mile an hour. Yeah, but 15 mile an hour is still like, you know, it's not speedy, but I mean, it's still, it's not just like creeping along at least. It's not that quick. So I don't know, but I'm just curious, like... Meth's a hell of a drug. Like I, I don't understand. Like, wh- where were this? Where, where was he going? Like, did he have a? Did he have a, a destination in mind? Did he have a reason that he stole the truck, or was it just like, well, I'm on meth. Let's steal his freaking truck. <laughs> I'll bet it was. I'm on meth. Let's steal a truck. And what? And what kind of like? There's a truck sitting sitting in a porn parking lot, a, a porn video parking lot. Yeah, with a man and a goat. Yeah. Why was the goat there? 
They didn't really say much about the goat. I feel like the goat should have been a, been yeah. a bigger part of this. I'm story. interested in that. In that, why side did he of the have story? a goat? What's the dude got a goat for? Why would the news not inter, inter, interview that dude with the goat? I don't know. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> That's like, man, that would be huge. I, I I I thought so, but I was I was rather disappointed in that story that they didn't. Yeah, I don't know why they didn't make more out of out of the goat. That was pretty awesome. Ask me, but uh, the the things involved in that story: a porn video store, hilarious, a man in a van, and a goat. I mean, a man in a van are already funny, but you had a goat into it, and you're, you're the only good to thing go. that would make it even better is if that meth head was actually from Florida. Well, maybe he was. Maybe he, he was, was born so in Florida. Probably, probably, probably born in Florida. But how long are we at, Box? I don't. I can't even. Almost an hour and a half. Yeah, we're, we are good. We are good, good. Um, no more 2020 for you. We haven't had that much. Hell, we're only half down on the Pretty much one. both of them. Yeah, so we've only gone through a, a whole bottle of MD 2020 between the two of us. That's not too much. But um, I did want to touch on one other thing. If you're listening to this podcast, obviously we have. Why do I say obviously? Like, yeah, I was going to point that out to you. Not everything's obvious to everyone, man. <laughs> a lot of people have no idea what's going on. So we usually record a week in advance. I guess that's why I say obviously all the time. Um, but if you go to uh, Shyworks Facebook page, probably the Life Short Live Free Facebook page will share it. But there's a, a Deadpool gun. We're trying to get Ryan Reynolds' attention with it. Um, so we'd appreciate it if you go and share that and tag Ryan Reynolds. Maybe message him. Message him on Instagram, Twitter, any any way that you can possibly get a hold of him. We would appreciate it. We're just trying to. There's a uh, a three year old kid that's going in for his fifth surgery. He's got cerebral palsy, and we're trying to trying to help raise a little bit of money for the little guy and his family. So um, we're trying to get a signed autograph from Ryan Reynolds. If y'all would go and check it out and do your part to share it and help us out a little bit, we'd appreciate it. A signed autograph or a signed picture. <laughs> He's going to sign something and then he's going to sign that? Yeah. <laughs> It'll be a little autographs inside. Inside the autograph inception? Of the autographs. Yeah. What's up? <laughs> the autograph inception. <laughs> That's some specific calligraphy. Wow. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, we'd appreciate it. Um it's been uh it's been an interesting episode. Toad has been Toad has been the Sam on this episode completely. Totally. Yeah. I uh but it's the first time I've ever been the Sam. Usually it's just Sam, but yeah, usually it's just me. Yeah. You're usually the hungover one. No, I'm not usually hungover. I just can't talk most of the time. You were kind of just there was I'm pretty sure there was that one part where you didn't say anything for ten seconds. I was trying to read <laughs> up on the Colt Python, damn it. It was one of the it was one of the first episodes. It was one of the first one or two one of the first three episodes, Toad was saying something, and he stopped. He was thinking. He wasn't reading anything. He was just thinking, and it went on for, like, almost 10 seconds. <laughs> There's like, a lot of information up here, and sometimes you got to process At that it. point, people are checking their phone. They're like, is this thing did my, buffering? Did or my what? phone die? Is it buffering? What the hell is going on here? But, yeah, I think my brain's been buffering most of the day. Yeah, we're, gonna, <laughs> we're totally naming this, to, this episode uh, Toad's Totally something nailed it yeah no that's what it's gonna be told it's totally something uh, anyways guys yeah <laughs> oh boy you I guys know. are assholes yeah 
But uh, uh, damn it, the next the next podcast is not going to be a normal one either. We're going to be in uh, Vegas, and then the next one after that, I don't know if that'll be normal or not. So it should be. Well, tentatively, yeah, maybe if we have, uh, we're gonna we gotta have Tim on at some point. So who the hell knows? All right. So, uh, anyways, thanks for sticking with us, guys. It's been a fun one again, as usual. Make sure you check out our uh, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, all that good stuff. Shyworks uh, Facebook. Box, are you still doing like the ballistic uh, ballistic imagery? Uh, I don't post much. No, you don't. But check that out. Box does all our, our ballistic imagery. Does all our uh, videography. And uh, if I need if I need cool photos taken, I always go to him. So check his uh his uh Facebook and Facebook out. But I guess uh that'll pretty much do it until we talk to you when we're in Vegas. I'm sure we'll go live quite a few times in Vegas, and you guys can watch the debauchery. It's usually it's called shit shoot shot show, but we're probably gonna call it shit show. Yeah, time, and I'm gonna so. turn thirty three while we're out. There. Well, no, actually, a couple I days after we get back, we're gonna celebrate your birthday out there. We better do that the last night. Yeah, yeah, we fly out on a Saturday. I think uh, Friday night we'll celebrate your birthday and call her good. See if we can see if we can get you some hookers and stuff out there. But I do not think my girlfriend would appreciate that. Well, you said she don't listen to the podcast, right? We're all good. But I, I would know. <laughs> I would know. I'm just kidding. My conscience right. would not like that at all. <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks for hanging out, sticking with you, sticking with us. We appreciate you. Um, I guess until we talk to you when we are in Vegas. Remember, life's short. Live free. God bless you, and we love y'all. Good night. I gotta piss like a racehorse. I do. I do have to kind of urinate. Sweat all over my...